you've changed. <laughs> For a lot of people, change is scary, but when we go through changes, when we grow the most. It forced me way out of my comfort zone. It was like the scary thing that I'd never done before and that I'd never seen other people do. I feel like I have my life back. We can change our lives and prioritize our, li our lives in ways that make us happier. Hello and welcome to the You've Changed podcast. If you haven't listened before, my name is Victoria and today's episode is with Christine Liu. Christine is an entrepreneur. She's a graphic designer. She runs the business CL Designs um, and she also is the host of the Brand Party podcast. So this episode we talk a lot about branding, obviously personal branding, professional branding um, and sort of her journey and entrepreneurship in general. So it's super informative, a lot of helpful tips if anyone is interested in the branding of their business or personal branding. I feel like everyone could get something from this episode. So enjoy. I'm super excited to talk to you today because um, I think that branding is super important. I myself am an art director, so obviously I'm very familiar with the importance of branding, but I myself, uh, I work with very corporate clients, so I'm not really building brands. I'm just adhering to guidelines and stuff like that. So I think what I'm excited to talk to you about and what I think listeners will be excited to talk about is the perspective of building a brand. And uh, like today, you know, every everything is a brand. You're a brand. There's so many entrepreneurs out there starting online businesses. So I think that it's something that everyone is conscious of and wants to know more about. So yeah, I'm excited to talk about that, but I guess I'll just let you give a quick introduction for anyone who doesn't know who you are and what you do. Well, thanks so much, Victoria, for having me. It's such a pleasure to be on the You've Changed podcast and to be part of this community. But for those who don't know me, my name is Christine Liu. I'm the expert behind CL Designs, which I'm a graphic designer who has traded in climbing the corporate ladder for climbing mountains around the world. And I help lifestyle and social impact businesses realize their vision through branding, web design, and social content creation through a holistic brand 360 approach and saying no to clunky visuals and yes to consistency, creativity, and efficiency really forms the core of my approach. So did you go to school for design? Did you like see this path laid out for you beforehand or what did that look like? Yes and no. So I come from more of a fine art background, actually. But of course, as the landscape has changed, uh, I was such a brand, um, a band junkie growing up as well and would love going to live shows, would hoard as many band t-shirts as I possibly could and would dream about designing tour posters and like all the merch in my closet and that the CD sleeves as well. But of course that landscape has changed equally as much and has now become the one by one inch square that you see for podcast artwork and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. But that's kind of what got me into design to begin with. And I stopped taking math when I had to. I stopped taking science when I had to. And so this was really the only pathway that I had paved myself, not knowingly almost, and just always followed my heart to see what I enjoyed most. And thankfully, it served me well. But I started a streetwear apparel brand about eight years ago. Uh, wow. And that was kind of my first step into starting a business. Mm -hmm. But of course... 
with anybody who is a business owner in whatever capacity that looks like, you'll know that it comes with not so glamorous bits as well, like learning financials and the mm -hmm. admin side of things and how to make sure that you're communicating clearly with your clients and all these other slew of things besides the more enjoyable parts of the craftsmanship, perhaps. And so I actually did think that I was going to become my own boss again and ended up starting working for startups while I was going to school for my bachelor's of graphic design at OCAD University in Toronto and then did my four years there and quote unquote, you graduate and need a real job, as they say. Mm -hmm. And <laughs> so I switched over from startups to working for more corporate clients and working with Rogers Media Publishing, which owns a slew of different magazines from Sportsnet to McLean's to Walmart, helping them launch their social media channels and their uh, mobile and tablet editions for their magazines, which was really fun. And cool. it was a great step into such a big industry. And especially here in Canada, then I went over to broadcasting to work with CBC Music, which was my last job before I uh yeah, traded and climbing the corporate ladder for climbing mountains around the world and got to do digital associate producing. So if you asked me as my 16 year old self, mm -hmm. uh, dreaming about what my dream job would be, that would have been it for sure. And I'm so grateful for the opportunity, but just things have changed and priorities have changed and the lifestyle that I've wanted to design and love uh, has also changed with it. Yeah. Yeah. You kind of just have to get your feet wet to figure out what you like and what you don't like. So many mm -hmm. of us have an idea in our head of what we want and then once you kind of feel it out, you find new passions and stuff, right? Yeah. So when did you take the leap into starting your business and what kind of challenges came up along that path? So at the time of this episode, it's been about one and a half years now, and it feels almost like yesterday. There was so much shame and guilt that comes with making that decision. And once you've decided and really stand in your worth of why you're choosing it and what path that you're looking to really step into, I think that's really unshakable of a moment to recognize and to congratulate and celebrate as well. So I love sharing the, what I like to call the realities of things and it's not talked about enough. So making sure that you're doing it for you because especially depending on how you grow up or the type of people that you surround yourself with, I think it's really important to be conscious of that because it can affect the way that you are making your decisions. So did you have some like freelance stuff going on or did you have sort of it as your side hustle before you fully dove into it? So I had been freelancing for about five plus years or so on and off at that point. So I had been comfortable with trying to navigate as best as I could because this wasn't something that you are taught in school at all. Mm -hmm. yeah. And even though I had some previous experience having ran my own business before this was a totally different playing field in the same sense as well and trying to navigate that and make sense of it at a young age is not <laughs> necessarily a traditional route mm -hmm. uh, and like people in my family weren't necessarily uh, well versed in this area too so it's hard to be able to figure out what does that path exactly look like because it's not carved out for you yeah. And there's no real recipe to success. I think it changes for everybody and depends what you want. And yeah, it just looks different completely. I guess I should start picking your brain on some of your expertise because I think that's what people will be very curious about. So if someone was ready to dive in and wanted to brand their business or even just get better at branding themselves, 
but really didn't know where to start. Do you have any tips of like first step or just the most immediate things that they should focus on? Like just giving yourself permission that it is a process and don't resist the things that you're naturally drawn to. But also with that being said, be aware to have the foresight of what you just like versus what is actually a reflection of you and your brand, if that's a personal brand or a more uh, holistic team approach or organization, just being conscious of why is it that you're choosing these things and coming back to getting really intentional of how your values, who you're serving and what are you doing so that you can really communicate that visually with integrity. And something you mentioned earlier, and I know you, you talk about it a lot in your social media, um, consistency, I think is very difficult and I'm curious how important it is. Cause for someone just starting out, I think they don't necessarily know what their voice is. They don't know how to make everything feel consistent. So how important is it that they do become consistent? It's absolutely essential. If you take anything away from this episode, it's <laughs> this. so get consistent, get, I think, you may feel like personally that you're a broken record, but whether it's your brand messaging or your visual communication, making sure that those two blend together is an unshakable, undeniable combination. And it's such a dynamic duo that is often overlooked, usually when people have one or the other. But when you have both married together, it's such a, a powerful impact. And having clarity and action really breeds that consistency. So efficiency is very much the name of my game. And I think that templates and clarity on what your brand color palette and even your font pairing for what your headline and your body copy looks like are great building blocks to amplify and really build off of that consistency when you're first starting out. Yeah. Okay. So like, would you have any particular tips? I, I think you kind of said color, but just to make consistency easy for yourself, like what's something someone could do right off the bat? I would say have one primary color that is your kind of no fail default color in a way, mm -hmm. because it just makes your brain and sanity for organization really easy. But even what I tell my clients too is, for example, if you're coming out with content, for example, you have a blog or maybe a podcast or whatever that looks like, but you have different pillars of content. So whether it's tips and tricks to travel inspiration to uh, illustrations or something along those lines, if you have a color palette of say even three colors that are something that you developed and have that overall look and feel that you're going for, maybe it's warm and friendly. So they're nice, bright, uh, yellows and oranges and a pink, for example, then make sure this is a quick trick that you can do is that you can associate a certain color per content pillar. Mm. So this way, it's a really subtle way to incorporate your brand values and communications, but also making sure that people become familiar with your branding in a really subtle way, but they'll learn to become familiar with how it's being associated and being intentional of what you're trying to communicate. Yeah, because sometimes I feel like it's so easy to be all over the place. So like the easier you can streamline it, the better. So I like that. Um, and you yourself, when I came across your content, uh, obviously you have amazing branding. <laughs> it's your job. <laughs> and your personal brand really aligns with like your podcast and your overall brand. And it makes me curious your thoughts on personal branding and how important is it to align your personal branding with your professional branding and so on. I think it depends. So really think if you have a product or service only, or if you have a business and brand, I think those are two different things to completely uh, be conscious of what you're putting out there. So if you're only selling 
in the time of Corona, like your, if you're only selling toilet paper, but you're not selling like Charmin's lifestyle, right. yep. <laughs> then yep. those are totally two completely different things. So understand what you're representing and what is the overall look and feel that you want people to associate with your brand and business. So if you're the sole heart of your business that people are connecting with and going through the process with, then I think it's extremely important to understand what your personal branding is and how to represent it but people don't always buy necessarily what you say, that storytelling aspect and how people are going to feel when they see your content and interact with you is equally as important. And that can come into play with your colors and your font pairings and all these other choices that you make as well. So if they can see that you are consistent and to learn more about you as they're enticed through your, your information and your content, then you really do build that trust and inevitably your conversions to reliable profits and sales. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, speaking about like product and service and stuff. And when I think about your brand, you are very much the face of it, right? You're working with clients. So you want them to kind of have a trust towards you and know your personality. So I, I can totally see that in the through line there. Mm-hmm. So question I have, that's a kind of selfish question because I want to know for myself, Something I've been thinking about for a few weeks and I was like, yeah, she'll be the perfect person to ask this to, (laughs) but I hope that it serves other people as well. So like for someone as someone who kind of has multiple brands, I guess, like I've got my podcast, I have illustrations, I work in advertising, so I have a portfolio and then I kind of have my personal brand. I struggle with like, is it okay to, I always mess up this word, compartmentalize them (laughs) Or should I find some way to like draw a through line, whether it's like just having my own website where all these things fall out of it, or should I keep them separate? Do you have any advice on that kind of thing? (laughs) You are definitely not alone. Mm -hmm. We all go through it. And I think that's the power of a personal brand and the power of a brand 360 as well. So the disclaimer that I first want to kind of preface is that you you do not need to look exactly like everyone else in your industry. And as long as you have these elements that are consistently communicating who you are, I think that's really integral to that process as well. And making sure that your audience is alienated as well is a big part of it. But having that clarity and foundation is so crucial to develop cohesion across your brand. Um, No matter if you come out with a podcast, if you are multi-passionate and The reality is humans are complex. We have a lot of passions. We have a lot of Mm -hmm. interests and we want to make sure that it's still coming across with your messaging of what it is that you're looking to do. So I think even having mission statements are really important so that you bring that overall lifestyle or aspirational quality to what you're trying to communicate. But having the importance of a brand 360, whether someone finds you on social, to your website, to in-person at events, or even podcasts like this, you want to make sure that there's a familiar familiarity Mm -hmm. uh, and connection But there's nothing more jarring when there's a disconnection and people's expectations haven't been met. So it's that breaking point that seems so subtle, but has such an impounding effect to your brand's awareness, trust, and inevitably, again, profits. But it's building that community connection and credibility as an expert in your industry when there's that cohesion and familiarity that people like, know, and trust. Yeah. Okay. So you mentioned something about mission statements. Would you recommend kind of having one overarching mission statement as like a holistic brand and then everything kind of falls out of that? 
I think either a mission statement or for me, like having understanding what your core values are, Mm -hmm. are really helpful. So this way, whether it is those default colors that you come back to for your brand color palette, it's really easy to kind of communicate that across the board, even though graphic elements might change depending on what you're communicating. But similarly, if you look on my feed or my website and stuff like that, it's all consistent with the color scheme, but the graphic elements might change as well. But just for your own sanity, especially if you're starting out, it's just really nice to have things that you know are no fail that are going to back you up Mm -hmm. and save you so much time and energy and also marketing spend at the end of the day. So just do yourself a service. (laughs) That's great advice. So um, I think that things are changing so fast and often brands need to rebrand you know, if, if you become really outdated or maybe you just don't feel like your brand really fits with your values anymore um, or you want to, you know, modernize yourself. So obviously people need to go through these processes of rebrands and this podcast is about change. And I think that across the board, change is really messy and there's this point in the middle where you feel this discomfort because you're not where you want to be and you're going through these changes. So in terms of rebranding, would you have any advice for someone that, you know, is going through that process, feels a little impatient and frustrated, doesn't totally see the end, but is, you know, in that messy in the middle part? I think rebranding and just realigning in general, whether it's life or in business is a great opportunity to just come back to your values, why you do things in the first place and really make sure that you're on the path that you want to be on. So that also means asking for help along the way. And especially as if you're a solopreneur out there, then ask for help, ask friends that you really value their opinion who might have uh, some experience in this field as well. Because I also want to tell people that you don't need to ask your best friend's dad's dog's best friend <laughs> to, uh, for advice if they really aren't an expert in this area. So really get integral and intentional about who you're asking help from because otherwise it can be really cluttered and consuming so much uh, when you're trying to make those big business decisions. So I've worked with clients who have felt that exact same way, whether it's overwhelm, anxiety, stress from starting from scratch or trying to figure out that realigning stage or a combination of all of them and more, but finding that right help is so crucial. And if you value the same things with your designer that you end up working with or whoever that might be, if you're DIYing it, even making sure that your values are aligned also again. So for example, like efficiency and transparency is extremely important to me. So looking for someone who can support you in that and that process is reflected in it. So whether it's you want it quick and snappy, find someone who's going to make that happen as a reality uh, is a great place to start. But if you're looking to dive in deeper on if it's time for a rebrand, I do have a blog post and, um, a brand party podcast episode that people can kind of dive into as an additional resource. And, but otherwise the three major signs that I would say, if you're looking to rebrand is that your vision isn't communicated properly. And number two, if your ideal client has changed significantly. And number three, if you're not showing up to differentiate yourself and just kind of getting blended in throughout the mud there, then those are three definitely major signs to to make that change. I will share that resource with people maybe in the show notes so that they can find it if they do want to learn more about that. And for you personally, how has your brand evolved and changed over time? 
I think before definitely my uh, like clientele has changed quite significantly. So again, that's like when my rebrand had happened as well, because when I was working corporate in particular, it was much more muted. It was a very watered down version of what you see now. And if you go to my website, if you go to IG and everywhere else, it's very vibrant and bold. <laughs> and I just realized, sorry to cut you off. I just realized yeah. even your shirt right now matches your branding. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> unintentional things kind of that pop up and again not really yeah. the things that you're naturally drawn to like I didn't additionally buy this to be right. in my closet for uh <laughs> for my branding but it just happened to work out that way and so even especially when I was going through that turmoil of who do I want to help uh what do I want to represent what are my values and uh, how do I want to be perceived? Because there's this Jeff Bezos quote too that I'm sure you're familiar with is that um, you want to make sure that you can kind of control the things that people are saying about you when you're not in the room in Mm -hmm. a sense for your branding. And so control what you can. And I think by showing up consistently and being really clear of what you're representing as well are great indicators to try to navigate that conversation that people are having. And so I took a few months actually to rebrand myself because of the change in where I wanted to change from those uh, corporate culture companies that I was working with to working more on that freelance and small business basis to find other lifestyle and social impact businesses to work with and really help them with their branding, web design and social content creation. And that's evolved over time for sure. But just coming back to making sure that I'm putting my best foot forward and having a true reflection of myself, because especially with my travels, like my mood board and my color palette was all inspired by that leap as well. And what I was seeing while I was traveling and how I wanted to design the life that I've always wanted. So it's definitely a moment to just pause and understand what you're looking to really showcase. Mm -hmm. So where did you travel to? Did you do like a long kind of big trip or? So it was a combination of eight months on and off. And so the funny thing is that I actually gave my resignation letter in uh, and flew off to Greece that same afternoon. Oh my gosh. <laughs> That's <laughs> epic. You're like, bye. Uh, <laughs> getting on a jet plane. Yeah. That's so amazing. That was, uh, a great, it's a great story to tell for sure. And I'm so proud of it. But also I came back to work for three weeks and then went off to live in Mexico for a month and then Panama wow. and came back for Christmas holidays and then went That's off to amazing. Europe to um, Portugal, Germany, and Spain, and then spent my one-year business anniversary in Arizona. Wow, that sounds absolutely <laughs> incredible. All those places. Wow. You really didn't, you weren't limited to one area. You were kind of all over the place. That's amazing. Yeah, it's and I can, when you say the colors inspired, like for those listening who don't necessarily know, your colors are very vibrant, like reds, yellows, blues. Mm-hmm. So I can see where you got that inspiration. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, I think travel is so important. It really gives yeah. you a perspective on the world. And yeah, you spoke a bit about how you've evolved and how your brand has changed, but what's kind of on the horizon for you? Is there any specific change or upcoming transformation you're leaning towards? I think it's just to focus on those social impact businesses in particular for my clients because I don't claim to be a doctor, but through the work that I do, I hope to inspire others to design life they've always wanted and to get back to what they do best and love most as well. And 
also creating more evergreen opportunities for other people who might be looking for accessible ways to learn about branding through my signature brand party challenge. So definitely stay tuned on my website at christineldesigns.com for all of that, but also refining just what I'm working on and being able to grow the things that are, are working. And even mm -hmm. if that means improving by 1% each time, just reminding myself that forward is still progress is a wonderful shift to have as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like you, so you said you're working with some social impact businesses and stuff. I, I love that you said that because I think for me, I like that opportunity as well, working in the creative space that you as an individual might not have all the power to change the world. But when you can work with brands that do have a little more leverage and you can inspire and creatively have your mark on that, I think it's pretty awesome. Yeah, thank you so much. I think that I always tell my clients too, I'm looking to help them build the bold legacy that they absolutely deserve. And it's that long-term effect that you're investing in. It's not just that one-stop uh, shop and then, totally. yeah, it yeah. fades away and it's forgettable. So definitely make it memorable, be bold, stand in your worth and there's so much power to it. Yeah. And for brands, like branding can really, really make or break you. So for you working with these different brands, like that has such an impact for their success, honestly. So yeah, it's great work you do. Mm -hmm. um, and so this is a question that I always ask people. <laughs> if your younger self could see you now, what would they say to you? I think I'm so action oriented now that I still remember and try to remind myself of this is that you should just trust the process Life has a very funny way of working itself out and presenting opportunities to test you time and time again mm -hmm. to make sure that this is exactly what you want and what you've asked for, that you're getting it. So lead with your heart, trust your gut and your head, and make sure that this is the right path opposed to what everyone else is saying, what you should, could, would want to do. And at the end of the day, it's your life, so you might as well be happy and try it out. Totally. I love that. It's so true. The universe is testing you <laughs> all the time. Um, so is there anything you want to mention that we haven't gone over? Anything else you want to kind of throw out there? Of course, I'll ask you to share like your social yeah. media and all that stuff. But if there's anything we didn't touch on. Hmm. This is a good question. You know, I asked my, my guest this too, and I'm like, what would I have an answer? <laughs> Um, I just want people to feel good to celebrate what they're doing because it is a process. Your brand evolves with you and giving yourself that grace, whether it's in life, it's in business with your branding, it's going to take something out of you and be a part of you as well. So don't resist the things that you're already doing and be able to step fully headfirst into it because the world needs more of you. Oh, that was so sweet. Yeah. I love that so much. Okay. So where can people find you? What's your social media, your website, all that stuff? If you go to christineldesigns.com, you can also get a free brand consistency checklist. So this way you'll get something right instantly into your inbox when you sign up for the email newsletter that will help you out. Uh, and also you can connect with me on Instagram. That's usually where I'm hanging out. So at underscore C-L-I-E-U and at brand party podcast, but Otherwise, you can listen to the Brand Party podcast anywhere that podcasts are listened to. And season two is coming out on April 27th. 
Exciting. I love that name, by the way, Brand Party Podcast. It's <laughs> People great. should have fun with their brand. Yeah, history. it's so fun. Your brand feels like a party. It's so bright and vibrant and colorful. I love yeah. it. So join um, it on the fun. Yeah. And I didn't know you had that brand consistency checklist. I think that I need to download it for myself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It's just like a quick, uh, a quick thing. So if you're looking to be efficient, then get some quick wins here. Awesome. Well, this has been great. Thank you so much again. I'm so glad we could connect. Yeah, thanks so much, Victoria.